You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we are two sports writers who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog where we covered the Chargers for over six seasons doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. I write for the LA Football Network, and this is our fourth season as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Before we get started, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. All right, guys, welcome into the show today. Super excited to be here with you because today training camp officially starts. The Chargers checked into training camp yesterday, but today we will see them on the field. And we are super excited to get to see all the things a little bit that we talked about yesterday with the storylines going into the training camp. And then we also talked about some position battles. On today's show, we're going to be starting with Rashawn Slater signing his rookie deal. That is out of the way now. Nothing to be concerned about. Of course, we just talked about it. Then it happens the next day. Trey McKitty signed as well, so now all of the Chargers rookies are signed. But there's also some bad news because Justin Jackson has ended up on the COVID-19 list, meaning he will not be able to practice for a little while. But the Chargers did get some good news on the vaccination front In segments two and three today, since training camp officially gets going on the field today, we wanted to talk about the players heading into training camp that are firmly on the roster bubble. So on today's show, we're in the second segment. We're going to get into the offensive players, guys like Joshua Kelly, guys like KJ Hill, Joe Reed, that could potentially be on the bubble. And then to wrap up the show, we're going to go on the defensive side and talk about which players there could have been drafted by the Chargers or had roles with the Chargers that could be in jeopardy of getting cut once training camp ends. So, so much to get into. Let's go ahead and get into it. David, you do not have to be concerned anymore because the Chargers announced on Tuesday that they have signed Rashawn Slater, their first-round pick, 13th overall, their starting left tackle as we see it. Someone we were super excited about, and after you know signing with the same agency Joey Bosa signed with coming out and not having been signed when almost every other First round draft pick had been signed. Had been signed. We were a tad bit concerned. We knew it would come together at some point, but Rashawn Slater signs, Trey McKitty signs, and now you get to start training camp with a clean slate and don't have to worry about any player and especially any rookie potentially holding out. It's about damn time. <laughs> I mean, that's the first thing I got to say. But yeah, obviously, I am very relieved that Rashawn Slater is under contract. It's fully guaranteed, so he's getting every every single penny of his money. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy that it's done. I mean, it doesn't bleed into training camp. Trey McKitty also signs his deal. The entire 2021 draft class is under contract, lock loaded and ready to go. Yeah. And the reason that it's fully guaranteed for four years is because that fifth year option is there for the team to pick up. And I hope, you know, they do that because that means he's playing well, but it is nice to have that out of the way. We've seen those distractions happen in years past, and especially for someone you expect to come in and start right away to go into training camp not worried about anything financially because you know you're locked up for the next four years and you have millions of dollars you know, at your disposal now, I think we'll just help Rashawn Slater focus even more on the task at hand, which is getting ready to play at the NFL level, which is something that's not easy to do. 
and creating some cohesion with a totally rebuilt offensive line for the Chargers. But we did hear some bad news on Tuesday as well because it was reported that Justin Jackson, the running back, has been put on the COVID-19 list. I'm guessing this is happening just because players are checking in. I'm sure they're getting tested once they get there and his popped. He is now not going to be around at least for the very beginning of camp. And that's a big deal, David, because for him especially, I mean, he's a guy that was on both of our lists for the roster bubble. He's a guy that was going to have some competition going into the offseason no matter what when they brought in someone like Larry Roundtree and just because of his injury history. Now, unfortunately, I mean, obviously, it goes without saying that we hope, you know, it's a very quick recovery process for him. We hope he's still able to get back on the field as soon as possible to fight for his chance to be on the roster, but it's impossible to look at something like this and say it's going to help him. It's not. I mean, for a guy like Justin Jackson, the one thing that he needs the most is time on the field because that is what he has missed the most in his NFL career. Injuries have taken have taken a lot of playing time away from Justin Jackson, and with a whole new coaching staff, he needs to be on the field and in front of coaches trying to take every opportunity that he has to impress this new staff to stay on this roster because it's put up or shut up time for Justin Jackson. This is year four. He's missed a lot of time. He has to show that he is able to stay on the field and be productive for this team or he very well could be on the way out. And it would have been like that, you know, regardless. He would have had to perform. I think it's definitely a competition behind Austin Eckler. None of those guys are really safe. I mean, even Larry Roundtree, right? Josh Kelly, like, that's a three-way battle that only two running backs might come out of. So we knew that if he gotten injured at some point, Justin Jackson, that he would have a tougher time making this roster if he couldn't stay on the field for the entirety of training camp. Obviously, this is terrible timing for him, but... Just not good news for Justin Jackson and not good news for the Chargers because he is a supremely talented player. You at least want him to have every hack at trying to make the team. But there was also some good news that did come out of training camp on Tuesday because Jeff Miller from the LA Times came out with an article talking about Rashawn Slater signing, but he also talked about the Chargers catching up in vaccinations. So we had heard that they were one of the few teams that were below 50% and especially with the NFL saying that you have to forfeit games now if you have COVID cases that you know prevent you from fielding a team. They're not going to push games back like they did last year and reshuffle the deck, so to speak. This year, the penalty is losing a game, which is absolutely crucial in the NFL. Now, Jeff Miller is reporting that the Chargers, after kind of lagging behind, are now almost at 90% of their players being fully vaccinated or in the process of getting fully vaccinated. So, that is great news, David, because it is high stakes. And even though it's not going to 100% prevent you from getting COVID-19, as we've seen with some people getting catching it who are fully vaccinated, it's definitely great news just because of the fact that the NFL is being so punitive for players who aren't getting it. Well, it comes down to competitive advantage at this point. And with the Chargers being above that 85% threshold now, they can relax some of those COVID-19 protocols that have been you know, thrust upon all of the teams in the NFL. So that's just going to allow these guys to come into work and, and be able to do their jobs a little more freely, be a little more comfortable. We're not here to litigate whether you know getting the shot or getting the vaccine you should or should not. That's not what we're trying to do. But 
what is true is that the Chargers now can relax a little bit. They can get down to work and they don't have to worry about being so constricted with these COVID-19 protocols. Yeah, I mean, it just helps you football-wise. Like, no matter what you think about it, I mean, I am fully vaccinated. I do think people should get it. I don't have a problem saying that. I understand people have their reasons as well. But for the Chargers, it has nothing to do with any of those things. The point is, if you're not vaccinated, they're going to make your life tougher. Which, for a football team under a new coaching staff, that's going to hurt you. I mean, one way or another, even if it's just by the smallest percentage of a chance, it's going to hurt you not being able to do things as freely as you could as the vaccinated players. At the same time, in games, it's going to hurt you even more. If you have to miss games because your team has a ton of COVID cases and you can't field the team, you have too many close contacts, things like that, you can't get games back, David. I mean, that's the thing about the NFL. One of the reasons It can wreck a, your season. 100%. The NFL is different than any other sport. You have 17 games now to make the playoffs and show how good of a team you are. How many Chargers teams have we seen one win, keep them out of the playoffs, right? Or even get them into the playoffs by the skin of their teeth. It's a huge difference losing a game or winning a game, but just to have it taken away from you, that's just about the worst penalty you could give to an NFL team when the games are as crucial as they are. So just by the fact that most of this team is vaccinated at this point should only help them or at least lower their chances of having to miss a game because of COVID issues. And I think that is great for all Charger fans. But we do have two more segments to get into because as we head into this camp, there are some players who have been drafted by this team or have had roles with this team that are squarely on the roster bubble. So we're going to get into the offensive side of things coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast is betonline.ag. If you guys aren't betting on sports right now, I mean... Now would be a great time to get started because there's so much good stuff to get in on. Right now with the Olympics going on, I mean, it's like a full-on free-for-all frenzy right now. I bet online. There's so many different things to bet on that they literally had to, like, alphabetize them and break it up into groups. Because you can bet on anything, whether it's swimming, shooting, basketball, water polo. Bet online is the best place to go for all of those things, and it's the one place that we trust And if you only like to bet on the NFL, there are a ton of NFL futures bets, including the Chargers and what they'll do in the AFC West, and individual players like Justin Herbert going for an MVP award in 2021. But right now, if you head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, one word, at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, David, well, now it's time to get into this roster bubble conversation because every year there's some surprise cuts. Every year there's, you know, players who get cut that had a role on previous teams. And I think last year was a little bit different because you knew other players, especially undrafted free agents and things like that, weren't going to have preseason games to kind of set themselves apart and show why they should make the team. And the training camp was... Such a different training camp than I think the one we're going to see in 2021. So you didn't get a really good chance to get a first look at a lot of guys. And I think the Chargers went more with the players they had seen more from over the last couple of years. This year, you have preseason games. And there's some players on the Chargers, especially offensively, I think, that could find themselves squarely on the roster bubble fighting for a spot on this team. So when you're looking at the offensive players for the Chargers and someone that you think is on the roster bubble, who are you thinking of? 
Yeah, I mean, looking at, at this roster, I mean, there's not a lot of spots that are open or up for grabs. So, I mean, there is going to be some guys that are going to be on that bubble. And I'm, I'm looking at the tight end position. I mean, the Chargers bring in Jared Cook. They, uh, they, they have Donald Parham. They bring in or they draft Trey McKitty. So that for me means that Steven Anderson is kind of going to kind of be on the outside looking in. I, I think he had a good stretch at the end of the year at a couple of games where he looked really solid, but he just unfortunately has a skill set that a couple of the other tight ends on the roster already possess. And I think they do it just a little bit better. So for me, that is the reason why Steven Anderson is the first guy for me on the roster bubble. One the thing about Steven Anderson is he's not a good blocker as a tight end and he also didn't do well on special teams last year right so especially if you're kind of vying for a spot in the tight end room as the fourth tight end behind Parham and Cook and McKitty you better be playing well on special teams and we didn't really see that from Steven Anderson last year so I think he is squarely on the roster bubble I do think he has a chance to make the team but there's definitely a decent chance that he doesn't even though they brought him back this year in the offseason, but we talked about Justin Jackson. I think both of us feel like he is squarely on the roster bubble, but he's not the only running back who is either because I think that Josh Kelly is now on the roster bubble because of his struggles last year and being one of the least efficient backs. He did show out last year in training camp. He did look good early on in the season before the fumbles seemed to drain his confidence, but David, he is on the roster bubble, and I think he really maybe had some heat taken off of him by this whole Justin Jackson situation. He has a chance now to get kind of a head start in that competition in the running back room to try to make the team. But still, I don't think either of us right now would say with 100% certainty that Josh Kelly is going to make the roster. You can't. I mean, you just cannot sit here right now and be confident that Joshua Kelly is ready or should make the roster right now. I mean, those confidence issues were so clear after he had those fumbles. He just was not the same back. He was running timid. He was getting just smacked behind the line. Now, partially, that's because the offensive line was really bad and they didn't open many holes. But Joshua Kelly didn't really do much to help himself. I mean, you've said the stat many, many times of how many rushing yards he has had after those first couple of good games. It, it's staggering. So Joshua Kelly needs to really take this opportunity to show these coach show these coaches that last year's fumbles and the confidence issues are a thing of the past, and he's coming in here with new confidence and that he's ready to take this challenge and run with it. Yeah, and maybe if the Chargers decide not to keep someone like Gabe Neighbors as a fullback right now, he's the only fullback, so you would think his chances are good if they plan on keeping a fullback on the roster. If they do, there's a great chance that they only keep three running backs, which leaves somebody out of the rotation. They just drafted Larry Roundtree. Technically, he could be on the roster bubble as well, right? We don't know how he's going to show up to his first NFL training camp, and he is a sixth-round pick. But the money part of it for Josh Kelly, they do owe him more guaranteed money as a fourth-round pick last season than they do Justin Jackson, who is who is ending his contract after this year with the Chargers. So that could also play a role as well. But one of the things that's been heavily discussed on this show is the wide receiver three position for the Chargers. And we know there's a few guys vying for that spot. Mostly for me, Tyron Johnson, Josh Palmer, maybe Jalen Guyton, but... There are a couple of guys who were drafted last year, Joe Reed and K.J. Hill, who were drafted in the fifth and seventh rounds, respectively, who now find themselves with a new coaching staff and potentially on the roster bubble, David. So I know we're going one at a time here, but I think 
it might be between these guys, but I couldn't tell you with 100% certainty, just like I said about Josh Kelly, that both of these guys for sure will make the team. Yeah, I mean, I, I think honestly between those two guys, and they're both on my list as well, KJ Hill should be the most scared because the reason why is he's a route running type of guy. I mean, his skill set is already on this roster. Joe Reed at least has a background of being a kick returner. So if if he can take that spot back, then his way of making the roster or his path to the roster is a lot clearer than it is for KJ Hill. And I know KJ Hill did return some punts last year, but I don't think he did enough to steal that spot. So both of those guys are definitely on the roster bubble for sure. Uh, but for me, my next guy, I go to the offensive line. I'm looking at Tyree St. Louis. I mean, he's a backup uh, offensive lineman, but the Chargers, they uh, they don't have a lot of guys there, but he did not show out very well when he did get playing time. So he's a guy that, you know, there's a chance to make the roster, but he didn't he did not do enough last year for me to feel very comfortable that he should for sure be on this team. So he needs to take this opportunity in training camp and really, really show that he deserves to be here and he has the versatility to be here as well. Yeah, and he is listed as a tackle, but he played guard last year due to some injuries to other players like Trey Turner. Last year was mostly when he got on the field. Wasn't great, and I mean, yes, he might bring some versatility, but do they think he's a tackle, and if they do, is he fighting with Storm Norton and Trey Pipkins for a swing tackle role? I mean, maybe they'll have that versatility play a factor in it, but... He wasn't great last year. I mean, if you're saying between those three guys, you know, or even throwing Scott Questenberry and Brendan Hymas into the mix, if you're talking about interior guys, I like all of those guys' chances better than I like the chances of Tyree St. Louis. But I think we also could talk about Easton Stick here. We talked about the quarterback battle. I think it'll just have a lot to do with whether the Chargers are going to keep three quarterbacks or not. Like, as much as he is fighting to be the backup, they paid Chase Daniel a lot of money. I, some of that's guaranteed, not all of it, but still, I mean, it seems like they are pretty set in having Chase Daniel be the backup for Justin Herbert, and he's the one that's much less likely, I would say, out of the two of them to be sent down to the practice squad, right? So I think that that's definitely a guy who's on the bu- on the bubble in Easton Six. So two fifth-round picks on this list that both could be in payroll of not making the roster. I will do one surprise cut in this, and I will say... Jalen Guyton could be a surprise cut for this offense. I don't think it's going to happen, but at the same time, if they do find value in what KJ Hill and Joe Reed do, and they're performing on special teams and things like that, and they think that Tyron Johnson is the deep threat that this team needs, maybe they think Jalen Guyton is a little bit expendable. Again, I don't think it's going to happen, but if you're talking about a guy that would be a little bit surprising, especially a guy who led the Chargers receivers in snaps last year, I would go with Jalen Guyton. But we do have one more segment to get into because there are some guys on the defensive side of the ball and a surprise cut and a surprise guy on the roster bubble for me that we're going to get into coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys, if anything ever goes wrong with your car, first, let me say sorry because that really sucks, right? But if you need a part for your car, there's only one place to go and that is rockauto.com. And for me, To make a bad situation a little bit better, the one thing that rockauto.com I can speak to for sure is going to do for you is make things more convenient for you because I don't know a ton about cars and I've already purchased three separate things 
from rockauto.com. I didn't have to go to a traditional chain storefront and ask the guy at the counter to search something up on his laptop so he could tell me that they can order the part that I'll get there in three weeks. Instead, I went to the place with the best prices and the best inventory at rockauto.com. In a few easy clicks, I put in what type of car I had, what year it was, and I was able to find all of the pieces that I needed, not just for my car, but for my fiance's car as well. So for convenience, for getting the best price to find something that's going to get delivered right to your door, the best place to go is rockauto.com. They have all of the different parts that you can think of. But make sure to go to rockauto.com right now to see all of the different parts they have available for your car or truck and write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, visit rockauto.com. All right, David, well, we talked about guys on offense who are firmly on the roster bubble, and I think every guy that we talked about in the last segment, like there's a case for them to make the team, I think, and there's also a case for them not to make the team, and a good chance that some of them don't make the team. And I think the bigger names are on the offense, but there's a few different Chargers draft picks on the defensive side of things that I think could be in trouble this year when the roster cuts come. And I think one of those guys is Cortez Broughton, who is a Mm -hmm. seventh round pick from a couple of years ago, a guy that I was pretty high on coming out of Cincinnati. I mean, when he was in college, he was a wrecking ball constantly in the backfield. I think he had something like 17 and a half tackles for loss one of those seasons. And I was like, this guy could actually be pretty good and be a steal in the seventh round. And now There's four guys I would say that are likely to make the roster. The starters, Tillery, Justin Jones, and Limbaugh Joseph. And then also Christian Covington, I would say. Maybe not. I don't know. Christian Covington's a harder one. But either way, there's a definite bottom part of that group. The Braden Fajokos, the Cortez Broughtons, and the undrafted free agent guys like Forrest Merrill and Jared Goldwire. But at this point, he's been kind of up and down. And now with the new coaching staff, it can go either way, David. I mean, he can show... That he could be much better in a system that's not under Gus Bradley. Or it could be time that they wonder whether they still need him on the team. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Cortez Broughton was another guy on my list just because, I mean, like you, I was excited about him. I thought he had a skill set that could probably contribute to this team. But we just haven't seen it up to this point. He hasn't really showed us anything in any capacity that he's been on the football field. So he's definitely on the roster bubble. He's going to have to show something in camp if he wants to keep his spot. But another Chargers draft pick that I think might be uh, in, in jeopardy of losing his spot or be on the bubble is Emeka Egbule. I mean, he's a guy who just hasn't really found himself on the defense. He's done a lot of special team snaps. And, I mean, you have to be able to do some something on defense. You have to be able to contribute in some way. And, the, you know, the Chargers add another linebacker in the draft. So, I mean, his chances just keep getting thinner and thinner as the time approaches. So he's going to also have to show some things in training camp if he wants to keep his spot on this team. Yeah, and I mean, he's a guy who was a 2019 sixth-round pick, right? Broughton was a 2019 seventh-round pick. And are you saying 11 tackles in two seasons is not productive enough for you, David? I mean, where do we It's not, sir. I'm sorry. I just I can't take that. The edge rushers have a very clear hierarchy, I think. I mean, it's the starters in Joey Bosa, Andrew Chenin, Wosu. And then you have the backups in Chris Rumpf, who was a fourth-round pick from this year, and also Kyler Fackrell, who they brought in from the New York Giants and Green Bay Packers. Those guys are all firmly entrenched. None of those guys are going to be showing up on this list. Do they see Emeka Igboe as a pure edge rusher, as an outside linebacker? He was outside linebacker in his days at Houston, but yes. I mean, 
hasn't done enough to totally stand out on special teams and doesn't really have any on-field production for the Chargers defense. But things can change. He is squarely on the roster bubble, and I'd say as of right now, it's looking like he's on the wrong side of the roster bubble. But I'm going to go with a guy, David, that could be a small surprise for a couple of different reasons. But I'm going to say that 2020 sixth round pick Alohi Gilman is on the roster bubble for me. And I think okay. the reason is, I don't know if he's any good. <laughs> and that's one of the things. That's that we, definitely fair. <laughs> that's one of the things. I mean, and I don't know, right? Like that's, I just don't know if he's any good at this point. Played about 40% of the special team snaps in 2020. Didn't really make a big impact there. In college, this guy was a spark plug. He had a knack for making big plays. Sometimes he missed tackles. Sometimes he didn't do things the way they were supposed to be done, at least as far as technique and staying within your scheme and things like that. He's, he's a small guy, though, man, and I know that's a big concern for me. For sure. One other thing is is him and Mark Webb probably mo- most prototypically fit at strong safety. So if someone like Ben DeLuca was to make a run out of roster spot, it might be at the expense of a six-round pick in a Lowy Gilman. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually looking at it now, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, we have not seen much from him at all. I mean, he hasn't really been able to get on the field on defense. And it's only one but, year, you know, but still. Yeah, sure. I mean, it definitely only one year. But as a six-round pick, your your security is, is far from guaranteed. I mean, you you can definitely find yourself off this roster, especially if the Chargers go out and, and grab a couple of guys to add to that position. I mean, that makes your chances even less. But, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a, a guy who I think is on the roster bubble. I think a couple other guys for me, just really quickly, Joe Gaziano and Cole Christensen, a guy who was brought in to impact special teams. I think, you know, just because of those small niche, uh, you know, things that he was asked to do, he didn't really make a huge impact. I mean, the special teams got a little bit better. I don't think Cole Christensen impacted the special teams very much. So uh, he's definitely a guy who's on the roster bubble. Him and Joe Gaziano should definitely be looking over their shoulders. Yeah, and I mean, I would say for both those guys, like I don't even expect those guys to make the roster at this point just because it seemed like they were barely clinging on last year. I mean, either one made it as an undrafted free agent to start the season. Both came up from the practice squad at some point, but didn't really make an impact on the field. I would say my surprise guy for the defensive side of things, if it's not a Lohi Gilman, would be probably Christian Covington. And I think that's the surprise because they brought him in, right? They brought him in in free agency, obviously. He brings some much-needed girth to that position. He said they want the defense to get bigger. And I'm going off of things Brandon Staley said as well, because one of the things he's also said about guys like Alohi Gilman is you don't need – safeties that just need to play linebacker and just need to go up and be an enforcer and just put big hits on people. And that's what Brandon Staley said. Like you need well-rounded defensive backs. I don't know if Alohi Gilman is that at this point. And for the defensive line thing, I don't think Christian Covington is going to get cut, but if they were to really be impressed, you know, by Braden Fehoko or Cortez Broughton or a Forrest Merrill, He's the guy that doesn't have a lot of money tied up in his contract. So that's one they could do to make room. But I don't think it's going to happen. I would just say if there was a surprise, I don't think there's many. Maybe Brandon Faison, but there's really not anyone you feel great about behind him at this point either. So I would say that there's not probably going to be any surprises. But if there was one, I would maybe say Christian Covington and only remember this if he, you know, somehow crazily gets cut 
at the end of training camp because then I'll look like an absolute genius. But that is going <laughs> to wrap things up for today's show. Guys, as you're listening to this, you are getting ready to see the Chargers take the field at training camp. We have waited so long for this. I mean, especially us who need some fresh content. We Thank should you, have Jesus. all of that Football for you back till February. Exactly. So on tomorrow's show, we'll be here to break down everything that happens at the first day of training camp. If there's press conferences, if anything goes down on the field that you need to know about, just make sure to check out the podcast tomorrow morning because we'll be back here to recap that whole day with you guys. But until then, make sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOnLAC and to like the Facebook page Locked On Chargers. You can also find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David on Twitter at DroTalkSD. You can also check out our new Instagram page at Locked On Chargers as well. We're trying to put a lot of new content out there and some more video content for you guys. But the easiest way to make sure you never miss a show is to follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcast from, whether that's Spotify, Google Podcasts, the new Odyssey app, or Apple Podcasts. And if you like the show, make sure to rate and review. If you guys want to get your voices alongside us on the Locked On Chargers podcast, make sure to call into the voicemail line. The number is 323 323- five two four seven nine two four but enjoy it guys the start of when we get to see the chargers back on the field only happens one time per season this is the longest you have to wait in football is basically back can't wait to be back here tomorrow to share it with you guys but until then take it easy and go bolts